Welcome to I Am, I Have. I'm Lucy Donaghy and this podcast is brought to you by Happiful Magazine, Counselling Directory and the Happiful app, which allows you to find mental health support and read the magazine on the go for free. Through I Am, I Have, we'll meet with some wonderful people and find out more about who they are and the passions that shape their lives, as well as their reflections on their own mental health. Today, Joe Wick shares his thoughts on exercise, meditation, learning every day and being excited for the future. Well, I really believe that exercise should be accessible to everybody and it, it's not something that is optional, it's essential for your health and your mental health and your happiness. Thanks so much to Joe for chatting with us. We're so grateful for everything he does. Before we start today's episode, I wanted to let you know the counselling directory has over 18,000 counsellors listed across the UK, ready to help if you're looking for professional support. Many of our counsellors work online and over the phone, as well as face-to-face when possible. Counselling Directory also has a wide range of information, articles and signposts further support. Just visit counselling-directory.org.uk to find out more. Now, on with the wonderful Joe. We hope you enjoy listening today and if you do, please share your thoughts using the hashtag IamIHave and rate and leave us a review if you like what you hear. It helps others to find us and we read every comment you post. Today on I Am, I Have, we're talking to the wonderful Joe Wicks, also known as the body coach and the nation's, if not the world's, favourite PE teacher. Hello, Joe. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's a pleasure. Well, thanks for coming on today because you've had such a busy year. And in the past few weeks alone, you've completed the 24-hour challenge, raising a huge amount of money for children in need. And now you're launching a new book, The 30-Day Kickstart Plan. How are you doing? Who the hell had the idea of me? Doing a workout for 24 hours, I'll never know. It wasn't my idea, but somebody at the Children in Need charity said, I've got, I've got this great idea. Let's get Joe on a stage exercising nonstop. And I signed up, you know, I got through it. It was one of the toughest 24 hours of my life, but I'm so proud that we raised £2.5 million for Children in Need, which is, you know, a charity very close to my heart, especially now as a parent with two young children. So I'm, I'm really proud of that. Well, we're all proud of you as well, Joe. I mean, it was amazing to watch. Have you recovered yet? Have you physically and in terms of sleep deprivation? It was tough. You know, I had, I had a treadmill. I had a rowing machine. I had a bike. I had a cross trainer. I had punch bags. But I also had to do five 20-minute live hit workouts throughout that 24 hours. So that in itself was a big challenge. But, you know, I got through it. I had loads of lovely guests come on. I had Mel C, um, Mark Cavendish, uh, Greg Rutherford, you know, loads of Paralympians who are incredible and just people that really motivated me and taught me through it then in the evening through the late hours a friend in Australia called in a friend um, in America called in with his kids and family so that was nice to chat but my body was so sore my lower back was aching my knees and all my joints were sore but uh, when that money started rising from 7am onwards you know that last two and a half hours it went up by like a million pounds so it was really motivating to get through that last bit. So you're just amazing and before we go on what should we know about you? Well, there's so many different things I've done over the years. It's kind of hard. When I always get that question of what do you do for a living? Like when I go to America on the immigration form and I never know what to write, chef or trainer or author. I've kind of done a bit of everything. But, you know, my passion in life is to really help and inspire people to live healthier, to cook healthy food, to exercise and feel happier. So I feel like my role and my energy and my love for this earth and my gift to the world is, is an inspirer, is a motivator who can really get people moving and feeling good. And so yeah, that's done through a combination of, you know, my workouts on YouTube, my new fitness app, and also my books. And then obviously Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of my free content, which is there for the world to use at any time. 
to essentially go on a journey and pick their mood up, change their energy, feel positive. And I love it. I really love what I do. And I'm 35 years old and I really feel like I've just started at what I could potentially achieve in my lifetime. Wow. And you've been doing this for 10 years already. Am I right? Yeah. It's a 10 year overnight success story. I always talk about this. Um, I worked so hard as a personal trainer in the early days with my boot camp. You know, nobody would turn up, but I didn't give up. I believed in myself. And the same thing happened with YouTube. When I posted my first YouTube video, nobody was watching, nobody subscribed. I now get 6 million views a month on my YouTube channel. So all of these things have taken such a long time, but I've been so consistent from the first day. If you followed me from day one to who I am today, I'm exactly the same Joe with the same passion and the same enthusiasm. I'm just a little bit older. Which speaks volumes about being authentic and following your passion and what you feel is your mission as well. So if there's anyone out there now listening to this and feeling like they're at the beginning of their journey on what they want to do and it might never happen, you're proof that if you work hard and you stick to your, stick to your passion and your mission, it can happen, but it takes time. It definitely takes time, but you also need to realise that it's a nice journey. Like Building a community takes time, but the feedback you get when you start to see people engaging... It may not be fitness, it could be your arts and crafts, it could be something you, you know, it could be meditation, whatever it is you're good at, your skill. And don't be disheartened by the fact that you may not get traction straight away, it may not be an overnight success. If you continually put out good content and it's useful and inspiring, your platforms and your channels will grow and more people will hear about it. And, you know, eventually you'll have a lovely big audience that you can speak to every day. And that's where your energy will come from. It's the feedback. And it's not about views and numbers, it's more about, the DMs, the comments, you know, the testimonials that people go on uh, that they share and the, te- and the transformations. And it used to be all about physical. For me, I used to talk about lean in 15 was all about fat loss, getting lean, burning body fat. And with my new book, The 30 Day Kickstart Plan, I talk about the mental health benefits of exercise because what I've realized over the time, over the years now, is that everyone mentions that more than the physical. It's like, I sleep better. I've got more energy. I'm happier. I'm less stressed and I'm more patient with my kids. These are the things I really want to promote now. And that comes through in spades as well in the book, which we'll talk about in a moment. But your first I am is a great one for you right now, which is I am equal parts exhausted and energized at this moment in time. Tell us more about that. That's how I feel right now, because I I honestly feel like this year, 2020, I have not stopped exercising. I've been exercising for P with Joe. I've been filming workouts for my app. I, I then did the 24-hour P with Joe challenge. I've now just filmed three brand new workouts a week called Wake Up With Joe for lockdown two so that people can do three workouts per week. Um, they're not live, but I'm, I'm tired, you know, physically tired. My body's always sore. I've always got tight muscles and I'm you know, in desperate need of a massage. But I'm also energized by that. I'm energized by the engagement, by the impact. You know, I've had a great year, obviously, with the MBE and everything. But for me, my true success and the greatest value in this year for me has been the emotional support and the help that I gave to people for a really tough time with my PE workouts. I know that families and children took part, they exercised, they had fun, they danced around and that was my gift to the world. That was all my love and my energy, but, but I got so much back from it. I really feel so happy that I achieved that. And what's it like when you see the photographs of families working together or kids? I especially love it when you do the dress up Fridays and and the kids and the parents are are dressed up and working out. How does that feel to get those? I love Fancy Dress Friday. I always try to do something different. So I would do quizzes, spot the difference. And on a Friday, it was Fancy Dress. So I went through like 18 different costumes over those 18 weeks. But see, you know, families in tiny little flats or you know, little conservatories or living rooms doing it, having fun. And they were bouncing around doing their silly billies and 
the mums and dads sometimes by the end of it the kids weren't dressed up and just the parents were dressed up and that really made me laugh because I thought they really into it so much that they've gone upstairs and got their own costume sorted um it felt good it felt good to know that people for that 30 minutes didn't think about lockdown didn't think about covid it was a positive 30 minutes that left people feeling energized and having fun and, and just feeling a little bit silly so yeah that's what I loved about it I love the the energy that it gave people and, and, and the DMs and all the lovely pictures I got sent and the letters. Children were sending me wonderful hand-drawn pictures and posters and paintings and I've, I've kept them all. I've got a box in my garage of all those things. So I, I really do think that when I'm older, I'll look back and I'll remember lockdown as the moment in time where I you know did the P workouts and I helped people through that. And it'll be such a fond memory, I think, for me. And what a year it's been. I mean, it's, it's understandable that you're exhausted as well as energized because like you say you have been constantly on the go with exercise you also have a family yourself you're also trying to negotiate this huge new thing called lockdown you've started a podcast as well and one of the things that you talked about on the podcast most recently was how you're trying to quiet your busy brain uh, in terms of meditation I did my podcast during lockdown uh, it's called the Joe Wicks podcast and every single guest I had on I asked them, you know, what was the one thing they did to help their mental health? Was it cycling? Was it building Lego? Was it painting or listening to music? One of the people I interviewed was um, Andy Puddicombe, the founder of Headspace, who's an amazing, amazing human being. And yeah, because I personally got into Headspace recently and meditation because my dad and brother have been telling me for years, you should try, you should give go. And I never, I couldn't get into it. I told myself, I'm mindful that I cannot be mindful. I want to be busy. I don't care. I don't need meditation. I went on Russell Brand's Under the Skin podcast and he said, Joe, listen, mate, you sound like a man who needs to meditate. Your brain, I can feel the cog spinning. I can hear it in your mind. Try it. Give it a go. So he sent me a link to a 20 minute guided meditation on YouTube. And it just completely opened my mind to the possibilities of actually putting your phone down, having a moment to breathe, not thinking about work or what you did yesterday or next month or the next project to be present in your moment, in that moment in time and be breathing and feeling like you're slowing your mind down is such a powerful thing it doesn't happen every time I meditate sometimes I get really wound up really frustrated and I just walk out after five minutes but when you break through it and you get to sort of 10-15 minutes in it's a wonderful feeling and I do think everyone should give it a go and I love that you talk about that in your new book as well because I think people who have a busy brain they automatically feel that there's a tension between having a busy brain and meditation that it's not for them as you said before and and you've proved that actually those two things can coexist they don't always work out it's not always the best meditation you're going to have but actually you've said that it's it's helped you to sleep better it's helped you to disconnect from social media and what else do you do to kind of quiet that busy brain or, or just bring your exhaustion levels down a bit well the meditation I feel is like a workout sometimes you go in the gym and you have an amazing class or you do a wicked session and you feel great. Other days you go in there, you get on the treadmill, you walk for 10 minutes, you do your emails and you go, I'm not in the mood for it. And you walk out. So it's a very similar thing to meditation. It does take practice, but it is on the days I do it. I do it about three or four days per week. And on those days, I'm sleeping better. I'm more calmer. I'm less stressed. And the most important thing, I'm more patient. Like my reaction to stress, like if Indy screams me or Marley's pulling on my trousers and is screaming in my face or that kind of stress that comes from parenting two kids I, I just breathe it out I almost like have a little breath and my tone changes my voice changes and I react and interact differently so that's the most powerful thing it's taught me patience but other than that I think getting out putting your phone down going out in the front garden and 
you know, I've got a little basketball with Indy. We, we sort of bounce the basketball. We go for a walk. I've got an electric skateboard that we sit on. We sit on together like a go kart, and we go around the around the block. We go over to the local pond and feed the ducks. You know, that that's beautiful because I'm not taking photos of her. I'm not making videos. I'm not putting it on social media. It's just me and her and Marley having that little moment in time where we're together. Um, and that's so important because I feel like we're drawn to our phones. We're always drawn to, oh, do that again. Let's get a photo of that and send it to mummy or let's send that to daddy, you know. Mm. So I think leaving your phone and disconnecting from that and then reconnecting with nature is very powerful for your mental health. I agree. And it must be important for you to take some time back for yourself as well and some family time for yourself. Because in terms of the, the work that you do, the exercise, you give a lot out. So you must need a bit for yourself sometimes. I do. My job and my role is very physical. You know, I do a lot of workouts. I'm filming. I'm always planning new workouts. And it is a lot of emotional energy because you've got to be really like, if I'm not in the mood, I've still got to be fun and energizing and happy and Mr. Motivator. So it does drain me. Um, but yeah, I'm learning to disconnect a little bit and just take some of those hours back. So I don't take my phone to bed I, between the hours of sort of 5 p.m. and 7.30 when I'm doing dinner, bath, bedtime. I don't have my phone because I used to be distracted. I'd be chatting to my brother. I'd be checking an Instagram post. So that's really helped me sort of get some time back to myself. Yeah. And you also advocate kind of going out and having a bit of time by yourself. You did a post a couple of months ago about just going and sitting in the park for half an hour just to reset. And what I loved about that is you talked about as a dad, sometimes you just need that bit of time away. And there was a whole slew of dads that started responding to your post saying, I'm so glad you wrote about this because I don't feel that kind of time out for dads is covered very much. I think, you know, it's very tough being a full-time worker it's also very tough being a full-time parent whether you're the dad or the mum it's, it's tough it's emotionally draining and so I always encourage Rosie to if she can do a workout or have a nap you know naps are really really powerful but go for a little walk for yourself you know and she understands that I need that too like I have a very physical job so sometimes I've done my workout and I might just want to have a bath or go for a walk and we respect that we know we need that time and I'm always trying to kind of keep that balance equal so that if Rosie's had a really rough night and Marley's been up teething you know, I really want to make sure that when I get that break in the day, I can take Marley and Indy and she can go and have a quick nap and, and re-energize herself. Because it, it can really, you know, it can really suck the life out of you. When you're, when you're sleep deprived, your motivation and your mood and your reaction and your stress levels can be increased so much. So yeah, it's important that dads don't feel guilty and mums don't feel guilty about going out of the house for an hour or going for a workout. You know, you're going to be a better parent when you come back in the living room. When you walk out of that workout or you've been on that walk, you come back you're calmer and much easier to be around. So it helps my relationship with my kids, but also my wife for sure. And I don't think you should ever feel guilty about, even if you've been out of the house all day, but you've been working or driving around and you've been stressed out, you still, you're still entitled to that little bit of time to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's 15 minutes, just quick little fresh air or a quick little bike ride or whatever it may be, you, you're not, you're not being selfish by doing it. You're actually really considerate to yourself and your kids because you will step in that house and be so much better for it. And that's great. It's the kind of reset that everyone needs to know is possible, but also it's okay to do that. You don't have to keep on going to the point of, of frustration. And we're going to move on to your next I am, which is very obvious, but that you're an advocate for exercise. And I just wanted to talk about that in terms of your new kickstart plan, because you've reframed the relationship with exercise in this book, which I think is wonderful. And you, you talk about sleep and exercise being a kind of all round for your mind and your body and your spirit. Well, I really believe that exercise should be accessible to everybody. And it, 
it's not something that is optional. It's essential for your health and your mental health and your happiness. And obviously I'm known as the hit, I'm the hit guy. I'm the body coach, hit workouts, but quite daunting to some people who have, who are maybe overweight or have injuries or don't enjoy that breathlessness where you're really out of breath. So I've just started to say, you know, if you want to go for a walk for an hour with your dog or go hiking in, you know, up in the hills or go for a bike ride or swimming, that's still exercise, you know, that's still movement. And so you can still be very healthy and happy doing those things. You don't need to be smashing yourself in the gym or in a living room with weights and dumbbells. Of course, it's great to feel strong. I think if you can lift weights to get strong or resistance bands, always promote that, always encourage it. But if you're riddled with arthritis and you cannot ever go on a treadmill or, or a bike or you don't want to do these high intensity things, why don't you go for an hour walk a day and get your steps up, you know, and or go swimming once a week, you know, it's enough. It's enough for you. And I think that's a lovely message for people that read the book that realize you can still eat great food and enjoy this, you know, nice portions. As long as you're doing some exercise and burning some energy somewhere, you can still have a very healthy mind and body. Absolutely. And the recipes look gorgeous as well. There's, um, there's some really tasty stuff in there. I've just been looking at the book. In terms of exercising and the mind, you've got a wonderful question list at the beginning, which I found really useful. You kind of ask people to reflect upon why they want to exercise, why they want to pick the book up. And it's motivation in itself. What made you want to put that kind of reflection in there, I guess? I think I titled the chapter, let's get to know a little bit about yourself. Let's understand your psychology. Because although I'm not a psychologist and I'm not a life coach, I understand that behind a lot of people's behaviors and habits, there's maybe some kind of, there's a reason it might've been a trigger or something that happened as a teenager or as a parent, as an adult in a relationship that may have you off gym or put you off of healthy eating and led you towards a more unhealthier lifestyle. So I ask simple questions like, you know, what does a successful day look like to you? What does an unsuccessful day look like to you? And when do you feel motivated? And when do you feel demotivated? So that you can start to ask these questions and you'll start to see patterns. And when you then see that feeling come or you see that habit about to kick in where you go, right, I'm going to go down the shop and get a box of chocolates and loads of crisps and a tub of Ben and Jerry. You'll learn that you can change that habit and almost divert that energy somewhere else and make you know, better choices and maybe exercise instead of that or cook a healthy recipe. I just think it's an important section to ask yourself those questions. You may never have asked yourself, you know, asking, was there a moment in time where you realize you were starting to get out of shape or you really fell out of love of exercise. They're just really open-ended questions that you can start to ask yourself that may help you get to a conclusion around your motivation and what's going to really help you succeed. You're helping people to build a picture of what works for them and what makes them feel good, which is, is so important, I think, when it comes to exercise. There was one other thing I wanted to talk to you about, which was the idea of filming a short piece for yourself when you're feeling motivated to replay to yourself when you're feeling unmotivated. Tell us a bit about that. Well, a lot of clients have done that um, in the past. And I think it's a great little, it's like a video journal, is it? Of looking back at a moment, you were really energized and really proud of yourself. So that, you know, it might be after a workout, you just do a 30 second video. Well done, Joe. I feel amazing. I really didn't want to do that workout, but I feel really energized. I feel so proud that I've done it. And if you watch that back, that will do something because it's you telling yourself how you felt. It's powerful. It's a powerful reminder of how exercise is going to make you feel. And one of my sort of quotes is, you'll never regret a workout and you always feel happier afterwards. Um, and I do believe that even if it's temporary, even if you have anxiety or depression, you really have a low self-esteem and energy. By doing some exercise, it elevates you because it does release, you know, serotonin and dopamine, these chemicals in our brain that make us feel a bit happier. 
I just always encourage people to tap into that. And I think a little video message yourself is a great little tip that could could help on those days where you're really not in the mood for it. It's the perfect kind of note to self, isn't it? Seeing that at some point you felt like you wanted to talk to your future self and say, come on, we've got this. And it makes you feel so much better. Thank you for that. And we're going to move on to your final I am, which is I'm learning every day through my children. Tell us more, Joe. Since I've become a parent, I really do feel like I've evolved so much and I've changed a lot in such a short time. I feel like I've really learned to become more patient and compassionate and understanding and also loving. I feel like now, now I'm a parent to two young children. You know, I see how much love and care and like patience you need to give children. So now with charities and things like with the children in need and the UNICEF work I do for Soccer Aid, it feels amazing to give back and to know that I'm helping. And so that's something that really came, you know, very recently. Like I really care about this a lot more and I get so upset when I hear of, stories of children not being taken care of or being in you know difficult situations so I really do believe that having kids has kind of made me love more if you know what I mean do you understand what I mean by that like it's made me think I think about the world more I think about I think about the earth about global warming about you know plastic pollution and the environment I think about families and other children and, and other people way more because I know now that when you're a parent like you've just got to take care of your children and and I just I think that's definitely came from being around my kids and seeing what they need. I think that's beautiful. And it's, it's almost like there's a part of your heart that's outside of you. So your awareness of the rest of the world becomes broader. And you've taken people on the journey of weaning your children as well. And you have your book, uh, Wean in 15, yeah. um, which is great. And how is that going with Marley? Is Marley fully weaned now? Yeah, so Wean in 15 was my idea around creating a book around really young babies and toddlers you know getting them off to a good start it's quite daunting when you're a parent to sort of think what do I cook my children you know they're going from milk onto solid foods and I really wanted to find out so I I I kind of partnered up with an amazing nutritionist called Charlotte Sterling Reed who helped me you know coach me through the journey and I created a wonderful recipe book which has done so well I'm really proud of that book and now yeah we're just following the same principles with Marley you know lots of variety multiple exposure trying to create a good habit and a nice calm environment um all these little things do help you know avoid the fuss eating indy indy goes through stages where she doesn't eat veg and it it annoys me but i keep offering into her and then the next week i fry the greens in some butter and she's eating them or i roast the kale in the oven with some coconut oil and some paprika and she's eating the kale so it's always about consistency and not giving up and thinking my my child's just really fussy and they won't eat you know it's about being consistent and you know trying to stick to those routines and it does make a difference so yeah marley loves his food he was quite difficult at first. He didn't want the spoon, but now he's grabbing it. He's feeding himself and he's got quite an appetite. So yeah, they're both quite into their food. And I, and I think because we love our food, you know, they see how much we enjoy it. We sit together and have dinner. And that's something as a kid, I didn't have that. You know, my dad wasn't about as much. Um, we didn't sit together. It was very chaotic, you know, TV on and we just ate. We didn't think about it. Whereas now I try and make that moment in time special. I like talking to them at dinner and seeing how the day was and having a nice sort of half an hour we don't have tv or radio on and we just chill out and talk to each other that sounds lovely and obviously they see you exercising as well um and rosie joined in with with some of the um pe with joe earlier on in the year so they see you both exercising and enjoying that does indy try and exercise along with you or i think one of the most important things we can do as parents is role modeling and that can come through cooking together and showing them how we eat healthy food or it could come from emotional control and staying calm in stressful situations that like, this is really important because um, I was shouted at and screamed as a kid and I don't want to be that parent, you know, and then 
in terms of exercise, the more you can exercise in front of your children and with your children, the greater chance you've got of them, you know, adopting it and getting involved with it themselves. Because it's very difficult for a kid to, to get into exercise if they see you just watching TV, you know, not actually ever doing anything. Whereas when they see you go on this journey from being a little bit, maybe mummy's a bit stressed and tired and she doesn't look very happy, to doing an exercise in front of that, in front of your children, and at the end of it, mummy's calm, she's smiling, she's giggling. Like, you don't realise how powerful that is, that message you're getting to your children. So, yeah, I do my little press-ups and squats in front of Indy. She tries to copy me. She's always trying to come upstairs and I'm filming. And I, I let her hang on. I've got a pull-up bar and I let her hang on it. And sort of, we do a challenge. I say, right, can you do 10 seconds? And, and then she'll go, look, daddy, my muscles are stronger. You know, just little things like this. She's learning that fitness is a good thing and it's, it's a positive thing for us. It's really great. And it's wonderful to, to hear how having children as well has expanded the way you feel about the world at large. So thanks for sharing that. And your I have is, I have had the most extraordinary year and I'm excited to see what comes next. Tell us more, Jay. Well, 2020 has been a funny one, hasn't it? For so many reasons, I felt very disconnected from my family and friends and not being able to do the things that we love, you know, traveling and going for dinners with our best friends and seeing our family. So in one sense, it's been really challenging, but then in in another hand for me, it's been really connecting. I've, I've reached millions of people and I've done all these workouts and I've just had so much purpose and drive to like be there for people. So it has been an amazing year in that, in that respect. And so I, I sort of think, you know, what, what can I do next year? That's going to top that, you know, what can, what could I possibly do? That's more amazing than a 24 hour challenge for children in need and more impactful than, you know, 80, was it 80 work? No, 80 million views we had over over 18 weeks so it's like a lot of exercise and yeah I don't know I don't know what's next I mean I've got my new apps out you know my new health and fitness app which I'm really proud of it's called the body coach app I've got um and my new book out now so I'm always trying to share content that's useful and helpful and I really believe that in 10-15 years time you're still going to see me on this same mission I may not be as fit and as I may have a bit less hair and have a bit of a belly on me but I know I'll still be trying to promote healthy food um mental health and you know, connection with our family and friends, all the things I really believe in. So yeah, I mean, who knows what 2020 is going to bring, 2021 is not, nothing's planned as of yet. Well, I look forward to checking in with you at the end of 2021 and talking about the year it was, and hopefully it's going to be a healthier um, and happier year for all of us, but you've done amazing things this year. So thank you. And you talked about yourself in 10, 15 years time. Our final question is, if future Joe could come back to you now, so say 10 years time, and have a chat about what the world's like and how you're doing, what do you hope he would say to you? Well, I always love these kind of questions because it's hard. If I think about how I was at 25, I was so lost and confused and really running away from everything. I didn't have a job. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And once I realised that I was passionate about fitness and exercise, I I put all my energy into it. And then 10 years later, you know, I'm here today. So in another 10 years, I like to think that I, you know, I like to think that my impact in schools is, and and in young people's fitness is going to continue. So I really hope that schools all over the UK are are doing daily fitness, you know, whether it's a 15 minute body coach workout or someone in my team's doing it or someone, I just hope that the legacy and my brand and the body coach itself, it can live on beyond me. I hope that I can create a team of amazing, passionate people that can carry that on so that, when you think about, you know, where do I go to stay fit and where do I go to feel positive and healthy? You think about the body coach as a brand. And at the moment, it's all very much on me, isn't it? So it's like, it's just me. And at the moment, it's not really something that will live beyond me unless I have the right people. So my next challenge is to bring 
amazing people in um, that can help me. But I just hope that in 10 years I can talk to myself and say, I'm really proud of you, Joe. You know, you've continued to stick to your guns and be passion, you know, passion and, and purpose and mission driven. And you've helped millions of people through your energy and what you do. So keep going and I'll see you in another 10 years. That's lovely. That's really wonderful. Joe. it's been so nice to talk to you. Can you tell people where they can find you as if they don't already know, but just let people know where they can find you on socials? I'd love to. And thank you for the chat. It's been really uplifting. I, I love these conversations where we're talking about such positive things that hopefully someone out, out there will be listening and really find it useful. So thank you for your conversation, all the lovely questions. Um, if you want to find out more, I've got a YouTube channel called The Body Coach TV. And I'm on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at The Body Coach. And you'll see me shouting out my window and cooking recipes and um, <laughs> doing loads of mad fitness videos to keep you all fit. But yeah, I hope you enjoy my content and thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Joe. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast brought to you by Counseling Directory and Happiful Magazine. As always, please rate, review and share if you like what you hear. And if you'd like to read more about mental health and well-being, visit the App Store and download our Happiful app so you can read our magazine on the go as well as finding out about therapy, well-being and other support in your area. You can find more information about online counselling and therapists at counselling-directory.org.uk. And if you need to speak to someone immediately, the Samaritans are available 24 hours a day on 116123. And you can also email joe at samaritans.org. Help is available. This podcast has been produced by Happiful. We hope you'll join us again soon.